This is a video about the uh, Swedish rune poem, which is a quite uh, obscure part of rune poetry, which is little known, and but which has a relation to calendar, and which I find really interesting because it has an oracular aspect to it. And um, this is surprising because many are so interested in runes, as divination, and so on. But quite few seems to be aware that there's actually one of the traditional rune poems that has this explicitly oracular aspect. My name is uh, Rune Janne Rasmussen. I'm a historian of religion. I work out of the uh, University of Uppsala, finishing my PhD. I'm working mostly on Afro-Atlantic, but also on uh, Nordic uh, history religions. And um, there are so many uh, seems to be interested in runes, and particularly in divination. And I think that the way that most contemporaries base their idea of runic divination rests on the rune names of the Elder Futhark, as they were hypothesized by a German runologist named Wolfgang Krause, or other historical linguists. Um, and people often refer to the runic, runic poems, of which there are allegedly three, the English, the Icelandic, and the Norwegian. And that's incorrect. They're more runic poems. Uh, there's also a uh, strange little um, yeah, runic poem called Abyssidarium Normanicum. And there's a whole genre, actually, of Icelandic rune kennings. Um, and then there is this, probably the most obscure, but perhaps also one of the most interesting uh, the rune poems, and that's the Swedish rune poem. Now, the Swedish rune poem, that was recorded in the 17th century by a number of different scholars in a couple of different versions. And it's really weird, and it's really difficult to re read, and the versions diverge, and the meanings are quite unclear. And, um, and yeah, and the poem is probably developed uh, out of the form of the Norwegian rune poem, but it has really become its own its own work. Um, and then there is this one particular aspect that's so amazing, and that is that these lines that express or reformulate the names of the runes, they are in one of the manuscripts uh, by a scholar named George Stjernhjelm, followed by little prophecies. And these little prophecies, they are agrarian prophecies. They clearly come from a peasant society. They typically talk about the year and a sort of dealing with harvest or weather. It'll be fertile year. It's just one sentence. Bad winter, two words, something like that. Northern cold weather, hard times, windy year, a golden year. And these little prophecies, uh, talking about the year, uh, are, are clearly an oracular aspect, and they were probably related to the runic calendar that I made another video about. Um, because in the runic calendar, each year is characterized by two runes. One that represents the solar year, uh, week, counting the weeks, uh, and it defines the Sunday, and one that um, uh, defines the new moon, and uh, represents the lunar year. And the, it's the last one that's important because the rune that defined the new moon were, uh, that was the one that was given to hold this sort of a prophecy for that year. So the, the runes, they 
sort of express the cycle of the moon. And the different cycle of the moon in different years were given to hold an, an omen for, you know, life during that year expressed in that room. And uh, what's interesting about that is that it basically shows us an entire little system of runic divination. The poem was uh, collected from old Swedish peasants, uh, and this is in the early modern era, so it probably comes from an other-than-modern context. It's probably not a, a modern cultural product. So uh, it shows an example of an, an animist perception of the runes and how, how this is used to animate the, uh, the turning of the year. You could say that the circulation of life through the years is the, the moon, uh, the faces of the moon is expressed in the runes. So, um, when the Nordic animist calendar com comes for next years, uh, there will be, in the introduction, of uh, there will be a little shot at my feeble attempt at an edition of the Swedish rune poem, and I will put in these little prophecies that tell us something about uh, a given year. So uh, follow us here, and uh, you can also find uh, the project, and you can find me on YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And, um, and one, one more aspect that I just want to mention is, why is this Swedish rune poem so incredibly unknown? And my suggestion is that the reason for that is Viking washing. The idea that the uh, construction of nationhood in Northern Europe has focused on Vikings, uh, and that this nationalist construction have rejected stuff that was not Viking. It might have been traditional, it might have been a form of traditional animism, but if it was not Viking, then it was rejected. And um, part of my motivation for um, starting to work with Nordic animism as sort of a lens on Nordic history religions is that then you can see a, a bit of a broader image. You can see how people create, animate their relation to the year, to nature, to life, basically, um, outside this narrow and basically nationalist uh, conceptualization, which is the Vikings. So, um, cool, you can follow me on all these places that I just heard, and ciao, see you next time.